0: The school year is officially in the rearview mirror. It was an unorthodox year to say the least with COVID-19 of course forcing kids to learn from home. Of course, many voluntarily went back to class on a part-time basis during the month of June. How did it go? Well, joining me on the line now is BC's Minister of Education, Rob Fleming. Minister Fleming, how are you doing here today? Very
1: well, thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, thank you so much for taking the time. So, um yeah, I just wanted to start by asking you know, with the last day of school was Thursday. Have you had any chance to really think about and reflect on how things went during the school year yet?
1: I have. Uh, you know, I, I think of a number of things. Um, one was how the teaching profession and support staff and administrators and everybody who works with our kids in the school system really rallied uh, around a time of great uncertainty and charted a course that. Uh, kept uh, families intact and kept learners supported and um, you know when we look back at the, uh, the fear around the school closure and the general lockdown of BC and uh, states and provinces and countries around the world uh, it was uh, it was very uncharted territory very very frightening in many ways but uh, as a province being in it together we, we got through it together and I think that allowed us to be really one of the very few places in North America to safely restart schools in, in June. So, I think there's there's some there's some pride at the end of the school year to see the departments of education of Washington and Oregon and California and uh, other provinces and territories saying, "How did you guys do it?" And wanting to uh, borrow heavily from our plans, uh, I think shows that we're in a good place for a strong restart in September, which is which is a great place to be.
0: Yeah, so when you talk about those plans that were put in place, right, to get kids back into the classroom, everything seemed to go pretty smoothly for the most part. Um, was there anything that, you know, as you went through this month of June that you had to tweak and, and reevaluate here moving forward, was there anything that you that kind of stood out as something that, um, you know, perhaps could be improved here as we look towards September?
1: Definitely. I think the remote uh, online learning systems that we created uh, you know, we bought a safe Zoom enterprise video conferencing platform. I think we onboarded about 35,000 teachers to use that to safely instruct kids remotely. Um, I think we could probably, uh, have some, peer to peer learning between teachers about, you know, some of the tricks that are effective to, to teach that way. And it's very different for different age groups, right? How do you support those learners? So I think there's a drive to excellence and also the, how much material is available online. Obviously, the entire BC curriculum is, but uh, it's not broken down into lesson plans that teachers learn. So there may be some case to put uh, more high-quality learning resources that are in uh, learning modules online and we'll work with the teaching profession to do that. We've got some great partnerships, though, having said that, uh, in in STEM sciences and other uh, academic disciplines that that uh, that are really good and when the pandemic is all over i think you know it'll be interesting to see what survives in terms of new technology tools that are useful for the learning process but i think uh, having had to create something out of thin air we'll continue to work on it and make it better because as you know we have to prepare for a second wave potentially uh, in uh, in the winter of uh, 2020 2021.
0: Yeah, and, and that actually kind of follows into my next question here quite well. So, of course, in the last couple of weeks here, when we had our COVID-19 briefings, there was a couple of cases that were connected to, to teachers, right? There was one at an independent school in the Fraser Valley, and another at a public school in the same health authority there. Um, no no issues, it seemed like, when it comes to transmission throughout the school, right? Kids were not affected. Uh, but just what did you learn? Did you take anything from that to see kind of how, um, you know, the, the school system needs to react when there is a positive case in the school? Did did you learn from any of those instances.
1: I think the provincial health office uh, displayed once again that we're in very good hands in terms of their sophistication and expertise. When you get uh, a case like that, and the contact tracing that was done was very thorough, it was instant, and uh, and it was contained. In the case of the independent school in the Fraser Valley, it was so close to the end of the school year that they decided to just close the school. But um, we probably already always knew that there was a Very low risk of transmission. And I think what we learned in June is that schools are actually the safest place um, to be uh, for uh, kids and uh, employees. When you look at the month of June and how many cases were developed around British Columbia, uh, and the fact that only two can be linked to the school system, and even then these were adults who were likely infected in the community or through their family unit, uh, bringing it to the school, not the other way around. It wasn't, uh, this wasn't the case of transmission happening at a school. Uh, but having said that, you know, we know from places like Denmark and New Zealand, who are watching most closely, because we think they have a similar population and a similar uh, good place in terms of pandemic management. Um, we look at we look at how they've done things, and and they've been incredibly safe relative to the rest of society. So. I think uh, British Columbians can take some, some comfort from that going into the fall that uh, BC schools uh, open safely. They can, they can reopen safely again and, uh, and we can get through this and we can uh, keep kids learning and uh, try and make things as normal as possible in, in, a, in a very unique, uh, unprecedented situation.
0: Um, now when the when I did see those two cases right when I saw some some stories that were put out on the the two instances of teachers getting covid 19 there was some parents I saw reacting basically saying this is why I chose not to uh, send my kid back to classes I wanted to see how this was going to play out over the course of this month um, now that we've had these kind of examples of, of what could potentially happen and how those situations are going to be handled um, you know are you looking towards September and it's probably going to depend to depend a lot Lot on just how widespread COVID-19 is when we approach the end of August and into September. But is is school uh, going to be mandatory or is anyone registered for school going to be told they have to start returning to the classroom in some capacity when the fall semester begins?
1: Well, how much we can open our schools in terms of how many kids we can have in them and what stage we can, can, can be in uh, will be really up to the science of the pandemic and the leadership of the provincial health office as it has been. Um, since this began, uh, and we have we have plans in place and contingencies for for any situation we may be in, and, and uh, I, I would I would predict that we'll be in the same or a better place than we are today, which you know is really the top one percent of safe places around the world. So, look, British Columbians are just getting used to the uh, reopening restart plan in, in D.C. there. They're starting to expand their bubbles. We're getting update, updates regularly that, uh, that that is safe to do. We can flatten the curve and and do that and support businesses and more activities in our community, and, and, and schools are among them. So I think um, the discussion that we should be having in British Columbia too is is about the very, very low risks, as Dr. Bonnie Henry has outlined, of reopening schools, and we also have to weigh that against the, the impacts of um A lot of isolation, months and months of that, uh, learning loss, social and emotional well-being that comes from being around peers. And uh, until we have a vaccine, there'll never be a zero-risk situation. But if we can keep schools uh, in British Columbia being the lowest-risk institutions in our society, which they are today, and uh, safely have kids and staff working in those buildings again, we'll be in good shape we'll have a functioning school system and we'll be supporting kids uh, and their overall well-being for themselves and their families and supporting the parents who are returning to work and and we need to we need to strike that balance and i think we've got there in june but september is going to be a, a a new situation and uh, one that we can hope we can even be uh, in a position to, to start up even stronger in. uh
0: any idea i guess when you'll plan to release uh, maybe an updated plan of how school is going to work in september
1: Yes, we're going to release some substantial information in July, uh, based on our COVID-19 uh, steering committee that we have in the K-12 education system, and uh, and then again in August. And uh, the final green light uh, around uh, what we can do and what the school system should prepare for will happen, I would think, around the third week of August, under the direction of Dr. Bonnie Henry and the uh, and the province. PC, the government
0: of BC. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um, Minister Fleming, I did want to ask you one more question before I let you go, just on a totally different topic, if that's okay. Um, Certainly. There is a petition right now in Kamloops that's calling for more black history to be taught in the district. I just wanted to quickly ask you, uh, Minister, while I have you, kind of what are your thoughts on, I, mean, like, I guess, just history in general that's being taught in our education system? Like uh, this, this particular case is looking for more black history. I personally am a proponent of more indigenous education, which I know. Is something that the, the school system has been working on here in BC and in our district specifically. I just wanted to get your thoughts about maybe how we can do better on these types of uh, specific subjects. How can we look at these um, requests that are out there to, to basically teach more of our, our history, more of culture? Um, you know, any thoughts on how we can improve in these areas?
1: Yeah, I think there's lots of room for improvement. And even before the events uh, in the United States and the protest waves, around the world, including here in Canada, happened. Uh, there was a lot of work underway with the Black History Awareness Society and other organizations. Just because February is Black History Month each and every year, and we do have a lot of good curriculum resources. But um, not every kid gets to to learn that. Uh, so we're, we're, we're going to work with the teaching profession. We're going to work with uh, advocacy organizations. I think uh, more content around indigenization of our school system that's going to continue. There's lots of momentum there, which is positive. And I think there are uh, black and people of color communities in, in the historical development of our province that are underrepresented right now. And, and we're going to listen right now and see, see how we can work to make sure that kids are really learning about how the province of British Columbia originated, developed the civil rights struggles that have enhanced the freedoms we all enjoy. And, and, uh, I think that's really part of the, uh, mandate around creating the educated citizen to participate in a democracy like uh, British Columbia and keep it vibrant and strong.
0: Minister, thank you so much for your time here today. I really do appreciate it. And I know uh, a lot of work to do here over the course of the summer, I'm sure, for you. So you'll be busy. And uh, I I look forward to seeing the plans when you guys do release them. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me. All right. That was BC's Minister of Education, Rob Fleming.